What we've done with Argyle is we've said, what if we could do a panopticon with no space restrictions? Yeah. <laughs> and only for cool. the poorest and most, um, and most uh, precarious people, of course. I'm going to have to say, though, the main thing that Jeremy Bentham did not anticipate was that they were going to put that MF head in a box and keep it in UCL. That's right. It's probably the main <laughs> thing he'd be surprised yeah. by if he was alive um, today. His head was almost kept in Oxbridge. He was just a few points short. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Bentham just wishes that he'd, uh, you know, been kept at Durham. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, it, the the head keeping program we've done we did this literally last week. We have to stop with this. <laughs> um, mm. So this is this is like I, I, I have a, a few more lines here. The, this is from TechCrunch. The New York-based startup launched in 2018 with the mission of unlocking and democratizing access to employment records. <laughs> democratize that. It's just, it's basically, it's the, the other thing, right, is that when it's all about how you have fucked up in your work, it's like, remember talking about Netflix, right? The Netflix uh, corporate culture, where like radical transparency, constant openness, whatever. Where, yeah, that like culture is kind of fine if you're paying like everyone who's there like you know, millions of dollars or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to be like a project manager or whatever. That's fine, you're kind of getting something for that. Like, it's not good, but even if you get fired, you've been paid tons of money and yeah, you have a good thing on your CV. What this is for, and also, you know, who gives a shit about those people? They're Silicon Valley douchebags. But what this is for, it's that culture. It's figuring. It's using technology to apply that culture to precarious people who, like, you know, are doing piecework for seven different apps. Mm. You know, democratize against like. Well, if you work for eight different companies, how can each other company know how you're doing at every other one? I want to get a job reference from Patreon about what a good podcaster I am (laughs) that I can send to employers. Like honestly, this guy—he on days when other workers are slacking off, he comes up with bits and voices that are, I don't even know where he gets it from. Hmm. Yeah, it's it, when you lend to Milo, you're not only lending to Milo, you're lending to Jerk Father McMurphy. You're lending. You're lending to the Romanian Dutch Joker. That's right. Yeah. All of these great characters. You're lending to Donald Trump at the McDonald's house. Yeah, you're lending to Donald Trump at the Ronald McDonald house. Uh, yeah. It's it's really it's it's more of a it's more it's it's more of a coterie really mm. it's you're, that you're lending to a company, um, so that's right. But it's not so basically yeah it's giving companies and institutions such as banks, lenders, and insurers a quick and easy way to access an applicant's employment records. Meaning that if you're trying to get that if if you've again they're solving an actual problem, which is that. If you're trying to stop working at Uber, then you're and work at like a full time job. They're going to ask for an employment reference or some kind of employment record. You're going to have a hard time producing that for them because Uber doesn't want to recognize that you've been anything but like a casual user of their app, uh, some kind of a partner. And so, like, this is plugging that gap. But again, like, because we live in such a sort of brutally extractive um, uh, uh, system, it may shock you to learn. Um, the, the the gap is being plugged in a way that makes it much worse. Um, 
So then, and and now they're saying, and basically the other thing is right. This isn't an actual company; it's a platform, meaning that like it can be integrated into lots of other stuff. Stuff can be developed on top of it, um, and 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 so on and so on. So it has lots of like different use cases that you can then use. Um, so uh, what they say, they also say, actually, guess where else it's very useful? Payday mm-hmm. lending. Fantastic. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, we love payday lending. Mm. Did you know that the payday and cash advance industry rakes up $9 billion on loan fees alone each year? Yeah, because they love helping out the working class, or at least that's what I understand from a very informative article I read by a Mr. J. Testicle. That's right. And a large portion of those loans have exorbitant interest rates and prey on the huh. Well, what do you know? And that, and that, and that again, like the, the Silicon Valley brain is not to see this problem as this is a problem that lenders have a lot of power to just write the terms of what's going on. Um, rather, they say, well, this is clearly an information problem, and I'm sure everyone would like to be, to be, everyone on all sides of this transaction would like it to be fairer. So they say that the payday lending industry is plagued with these problems because hmm. the lender has no way to see if their client is working to pay back the money advanced to them. The lender just doesn't isn't able to surveil them enough. Yeah, that's good. Nothing bad can come of this, in my view. Uh, uh, Hussein, what's what do you, what do you think about I this? I mean, I'm just sort of like I'm. I don't. It's one of those situations where I don't really know what to say because I just keep keep on going back to like what you had said when we were guessing, which was like this is like an evil company. It's not like evil in like a stupid way where it's sort of like accidentally evil, but with kind of at least sort of on the surface amiable intentions, like. I'm so one of these companies. I'm I'm sure they've got like a copywriter to like do this stuff for them, and I'm just kind of trying to think about well, if this is really the best of the copyright it could do to like humanize this fucking like, <laughs> like the copyright is doing a lot of heavy lifting here, and it still sounds I'm pretty just, evil. I'm yeah, I'm just trying to like put myself in the mindset of like the guy who runs or the the person who runs Argyle reading this and being like, yep, this is great. We're really cool. We're a fun company, and like uh, we're trying. We're like doing some really great stuff in the world. I mean, like look, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I mean, that was it. It was just like, I just, I feel like you have to be a particular kind of like, and I don't use this term lightly, like psychopathic to kind of think that <laughs> this is stuff that people read and be like, yep, this is great. But I also, I guess at the same time, it's like, well, what, even though it's sort of saying it's worker centric, workers are not the people that this copyright, like this copywriting is like designed for. Hmm. Well, it's the, um, it's basically right. Like, 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 look, this is kind of a bit of a skeleton key to how to look at these startups, right? Which is that the whole point is to take the world as given and then just, and then solve and, tr- and treat every problem you're looking at as a kind of just abstract problem that exists by itself. So the problem of high interest rates for, or high fees for payday lending isn't anything to do with payday lending or it's nothing to do with the industry, it's nothing to do with wages, it's nothing to do with um, you know, like, like lax, lax regulation, it's nothing to do with any of that kind mm. of thing. It's purely an information problem because that's kind of just what payday lenders claim to justify those high fees. And so they then solve the problem the payday lenders claim they have, and then they collect high fees themselves. And the more oh. and these these uh, these companies trying to like and the, a lot of these, the Silicon Valley companies trying to solve these, or allegedly, you know, solve these problems. Um, a lot of the, it's it, 
just it's really just professional wrestling. They're all just kind of on the same side, mm-hmm. pretending to um, pretending to be solving <laughs> one another's problems. But it's just more ways to get in on the on the on those transactions and just scoop some more money in for themselves. And you know, the old, at the end of the day, right? There are fewer payday lenders than there are payday borrowers, and it's more important that they work with the payday. And it's more important that they work with the payday lenders. So when it comes time to have to screw someone, just the num the numbers are such that they're going to screw the borrower. <laughs> I like the idea that like they're just they're just trying to give payday lenders information about lenders because they about borrowers because they really believe that once your payday lender just knows that you're just like you're just you're just a good dude who's like doing a job, they're just gonna be like, oh, this guy, this guy's a real good dude. We'll just give him a good interest rate. Well, I mean, also, if you think about like what payday, like the types of people that payday debt lenders like, it tends to be people who are not exactly like who are in like very precarious positions anyway, right? Um, because these are people mm. that they can kind of like who will kind of accrue and accumulate the most debt to them. So the question that I have in terms of like thinking about this type of service is like, you know, um, if, if like you're kind of giving out shitty high interest loans based on um like an arbitrary scaling uh or an arbitrary scaled figure figure like what kind of number are they looking for um to decide to determine like who gets a loan and who doesn't because surely you're sort of like targeting people who are like not at like the low low end but also not at like the high end of this you're looking for like people right in the middle who like are so desperate that they have to come to you well, what they're looking for, right, is is they're looking. This is specifically for people. Well, this is this says, look, the nature of work is evolving, so that many people have all these different mm. jobs, right? And w- as these sort of cataclysmic changes in the conditions of labor occur, then um, there is the, the then these openings happen, right? Where you see, well, hang on a second, because this person has to like not has to work like eight jobs now, they're having an almost impossible time applying for credit. And that's where, like, ideologically, the openings to like, qu- like, question the sort of, you know, either practical or moral foundations of that system arise, you know, and because there are all of these people who are then beginning to slip through its cracks, and mm-hmm. what we're witnessing with co- with companies like this is the reconsolidation of that power, is the normalization of working like seven jobs, because now you can just apply for a loan with it, and your and that precarity will be kind of reflected through. Sort of all of those dip. Well, it's now like institutionalized.